I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, Our guest today is real estate developer Matt Schwartz. It's been 10 years since Schwartz and Chris Papa Michael, co-founders of the domain companies, began developing the South Market neighborhood in downtown New Orleans. The blend of housing, retail, and dining has brought updated urban living to a stretch of downtown that was once filled with aging office buildings and parking lots. Today, we'll talk to Schwartz about how South Market came to be, what's next for the area, and what other projects are on the horizon for the domain companies. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. All right, so to start, if we could, I wanted to go back a little earlier than South Market. Uh, you were raised in New York, and then you came to Tulane. After graduating, you and Chris started your company back east. But then right after Katrina, one of your first big bets was to develop several properties on Tulane Avenue. And I know there were a lot of raised eyebrows at the time. What did you see that others didn't see, and how did it pan out? We were already trying to do something in New Orleans. As you said, we started a business in New York. Uh, when we when we left Tulane, um, we saw New York as uh, where uh, the greatest opportunity lied for us. But we felt so connected to New Orleans and we're so passionate about it. We're coming back uh, anytime we could. And once we started the business, um, we were trying to find ways uh, to become active in New Orleans, but we hadn't. And when uh, Katrina hit, um, we, really saw the need for what we knew how to do. We were developing, we were focused on community development. Our expertise was in affordable housing, uh, mixed income development, um, and saw alignment between uh, what New Orleans needed at the time, what we knew how to do, and we really wanted to play a role in that recovery. So what was it that you guys envisioned for Tulane? What was this, what was the opportunity? Yeah. Well, what we really saw in those um, those early weeks and, and months, there was, you know, a lot of confusion on the ground and, and you know, people were kind of looking at different strategies and trying to figure out, you know, how best to tackle what was what was going on. And a lot of the, the interest and investment were gravitating toward um, really where the existing housing stock was at the time, which was in the periphery. Um, there was really very little housing in the downtown core. And uh, New Orleans at the time, you know, b- because of where the city was, where the state was being, you know, rel- a relatively poor city, a relatively poor state in terms of economic resources and activity, uh, we had really missed the boat on a lot of what had happened in other downtowns and other cities around the country. And we hadn't seen that push back into the downtown core. So in those early weeks and months, when people kind of started to look at, um, at those, those existing stock or concentration of housing, we said, well, maybe this is the opportunity to really take a step back here and say, if we were to start with a blank slate, where would you do this? And, and that what made sense was to focus back on that core, look for you know, where the jobs were going to come. Um, a lot of people don't, don't realize this, but conversations around uh, the bio district and the development of um, the, the, the 
building out the medical centers, the development of industries around biosciences were really taking place before Katrina. And so that, that conversation um, had been ongoing. And we saw Tulane Avenue kind of looking at things um, literally from, uh, uh, from above um, as creating this very unique opportunity because you had this roughly 25 block plus or minus strip that dead ended into downtown where the, these jobs would ultimately be created. Um, but because of its history, provided somewhat of a, a blank slate um, in terms of development sites and the opportunity to create what we felt what would be necessary in terms of the critical mass to really make an impact and start that momentum. Uh, and, and also, you know, a number of other unique characteristics in that um, it's intersected by almost every local and regional thoroughfare. Like we have this 25 block strip that, that is cut by I-10, uh, Carrollton, Claiborne, Jeff Davis, Broad, and everything kind of, you know, cuts that street. So it's, you know, incredible accessibility, um, had this concentration of development sites, led right into downtown, but was an area where we can put some, uh, some assemblages together. So we decided that's where we were gonna we were gonna focus. Okay, last question about two minutes. I'm gonna switch over to South Market, sure. which is sure. looking at it now, 15 years or so later. What do you feel like you're most proud of, and what's really worked the way you hoped it would? And where's an area where you feel like there's room for improvement? What I'm most proud of, well, first and foremost, the the success of those projects, um, the the direct impact that they've made on the community and on on people's lives. We have an absolutely incredible team on the ground uh, at, at Domain and the way that they've managed and maintained those assets um, provided really um, not only first class and, and the highest quality affordable and market rate housing, but um, also services throughout the community. You know, if you have a, a 500 unit um, apartment complex or, or a group of, of developments, you know, that's, let's say, 750 plus or minus tenants that um, can make an impact in that community beyond just living there and, and the dollars that they spend. Okay, so moving on to South Market here. <laughs> we, we're looking at a 10 year anniversary of you, you converted unused space into a, into a neighborhood. Yep. What was the seed of that idea? How did this all happen? Yeah, so well, well tied to, to Tulane Avenue. So we, we, we finished those projects at the end of 2008 and uh, beginning of 2009. Really, we're, we're leasing them up in, in 2009. And um, so from breaking ground in 07 and then delivering them in 09, we, we found ourselves delivering those projects into a very different New Orleans. Think about the transformation that had taken place during that time. You know, I, I said we were recovery focused uh, back in 07. Um, we were really starting to see that shift in momentum by the time we delivered them. And you know, the conversations around the medical centers were actually the progress there was well underway. Um, but the, the progress that was happening throughout the education system, the healthcare system, the, all the momentum around the entrepreneurial movement was really starting to pick up steam and where, um, like Chris and I, as an example, you know, having graduated Tulane and, and looked elsewhere for opportunity, we were seeing people, um, you know, both from New Orleans or from elsewhere, uh, really looking uh, to stay in the market and seeing opportunity in New Orleans and started to see that shift. So, you know, we were, we were saying, 
how could we participate in that? How could we harness that momentum and find a way to really help accelerate it? Um, and we, we knew we wanted to build downtown, but again, we wanted to do it in a way that would really make a meaningful impact and ultimately honed in on, on that area of, of South Market. The, um, the, the real catalyst at the time in, in terms of getting us to focus on that particular area was the announcement of that streetcar extension. So in, 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 in early 09, they had announced that that would ultimately extend uh, from, uh, from UPT or, or, or to UPT, the Union Passenger Terminal, uh, right through, through those lots. And so you know, we, 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 helped, we looked at those lots for, for that reason and a number of others. You could, of course, get the scale there. Um, but another thing that was attractive to us about, um, about that area really was a blank slate from the perspective of, of infrastructure, uh, we saw an opportunity to really be able to configure things in a way that would be conducive to the type of community that we wanted to create. And in addition to on the residential side, saw an opportunity to do something interesting on the retail side in terms of um, creating uh, that, um, that critical mass and economies of scale um, for a variety of, of, of types of retail and services. Uh, where we could we could bring them together and make that into a very dynamic and, and interesting community. So, you, is it four blocks that you ultimately developed? Did you have to pull like a stealth Walt Disney move to get on this property? <laughs> How did it go? Uh, we 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 did a bit. There were um, there were a lot of landowners. I, I think over twenty total that that we needed to assemble. Um, and that excludes Rouse's, uh, which we, we, we had been bidding on um, and ultimately found out who we were bidding against. Um, and, and they really became uh, a, a strategic partner in, in the South Market effort, yeah. um, and, and a great one at, at that. Um, but yeah, it, it started with, uh, with, with one large acquisition, basically, of, of more or less a block and a half. And that, um, you know, that, that was was a large enough for us to realize that we could get it off the ground and we could do something there and then it became a matter of expanding out beyond that and continuing that assemblage and we did have to keep it under wraps um you know use different llc names and and things like that to uh, really piece the the core part of it together um, and then ultimately get most of the last pieces in place but interestingly in in doing that rather than find um uh, holdouts who were looking to exploit the situation. We actually found um, a, a lot of the, the sellers on the back end were excited about it. Um, you know, long time property owners or other people that had interest downtown and, and said, um, hey, I mean, I think it, it sounds a little bit crazy, but if you guys can pull this off, great. <laughs> I would love, love to see something there. So, so go for it, guys, and see what you can do. So was there, there was this there were some raised eyebrows then too about people wondering if it was going to work. Oh, sure. I mean, cer certainly with, with Tulane Avenue, but um, with, with South market as well. Um, oh. you, you know, and South market was a little different because we, we tend to not like to um, announce anything. We keep things very quiet until we actually uh, put a shovel in the ground, but we, we wanted to really on this one, build, um, build public support and start to get, people thinking whether it's from a retail perspective or, um, or people considering making other investments in that area 
to start to think about the potential that that, that area had. So that's really what we talk about 10 years. I mean, it's 10 years from when we had announced the plan. We had been quietly working on, on doing some of that assemblage, um, but we, we, we made that announcement and, and certainly were met with a, a lot of skepticism. I, I'd say a mix of, of skepticism and then a little bit of anger too from uh, the, the Saints uh, tailgating community. Which is which is maybe the the one group that was um, not uh, uh, not not as happy to see our our ultimate success there. Right, I do remember that. Like, so in other words, for eight eight or ten Sundays a year, people lost their empty parking lots. Right. <laughs> but at the you know at the benefit of an entire new uh, mixed use development, so it's probably worth it ultimately. Yeah. So regarding that, what are all the different elements when you're a developer that you have to pull together to make that work? The interesting thing about that time was the environment in New Orleans. There, there, was, there was this very uh, collaborative kind of a rising tide, lifts all ships sense of, of things, especially in the business community. And, and I think within the business community in particular, people really wanted to see us succeed. Um, you know, the, these projects, especially the initial ones, you know, they, they did not work on paper. You know, if, if, you, if, if you just looked at it as, as you know, a, a, stand, a standalone um, development, um, it, it, it was uh, a stretch to get there. And I think, um, uh, which is why it hadn't been done before, it, it was really going to take that level of collaboration and support from a number of different parties to to get us off the ground. I mentioned the the idea around the infrastructure. Um, that was a, a core component to to making this work. You know, people look at Gerard Gerard today and may forget what it was back at that time. Those twenty foot sidewalks were seven feet wide. They were all smashed up. Um, the infrastructure there was just a mess. You would never. Imagine having uh, the type of retailers or restaurants um, or streetscapes or buildings that, that are there today. So it really took collaboration among several city and state agencies, um, various uh, government programs or other agencies that had been created to oversee some of the economic development and stimulus funds that still were, that were still in place uh, from Katrina, which we were able to, to tap into. Um, and then working with, um, with, with several other groups, you know, the, the outside of some of those Katrina resources, um, the city was, was really still lacked uh, resources in a development infrastructure at that time. So it was leveraging the resources we did have. The IDB was a tremendous one. Um, the Industrial Development Board in New Orleans, I think, uh, really recognizing um, the, the potential uh, uh, that those projects had to, to stimulate economic development and growth in that area and helping to close that gap uh, in terms of getting those projects to work. Um, and then also the, um, the, the local lending community too, um, you know, probably one of the most important uh, partners that we had in, in that process was Iberia Bank, having a local lender that, and, and remember we're in the middle of the financial crisis at the time, um, so, so land loans and that type of financing was really unheard of, but somebody who, you know, had a long-term view of the city and the city's potential and really understood the momentum that was taking place and, and what that opportunity was 
to work with us at, at that time. So I guess the bottom line there is, um, you know, there were so many things that, that needed to come together, but it was really this collective effort between um, different elements of the private sector and the public sector to collaborate and make that happen. And we had the good fortune of having the environment that existed in New Orleans at the time where, you know, people really were looking to work together and trying to, to figure out how to make that happen. So is Iberia one of your primary lenders or do you have other people in town you work with? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we do work with uh, a, a number of banks, but I, Iberia um, really was our, our first relationship in, in launching South Market and um, it's still a, a tremendous relationship for us. And so with the Big Four Seasons project going on, a lot of that money is coming from out of state. Do you guys, do you get financing from all over or is a lot of it come through local lenders? Um, you know, the, the right fit for, for different projects. So something like that and kind of having that long-term vision to assemble land, you know, you, re, you really need a partner like Iberia to do that. Um, we, um, you know, when we're doing some of the larger scale developments, we're tapping into resources elsewhere. So we're active nationally. That certainly helped us. It really helped us in the post-Katrina years um, when, uh, and, and the, the immediate Katrina aftermath when, bringing capital to New Orleans was just a, a huge hill to climb. Being able to you know, leverage those relationships nationally um, and, and use those to help pull capital into New Orleans um, and attract money uh, to our deals was, was important. But um, you know, we've, we've had several key relationships and, and national ones at that that have recognized the potential and opportunity in New Orleans. Goldman Sachs is one of those, the Urban Investment Group which has done a, a lot of work out in New Orleans outside of just financing real estate. So their 10,000 small businesses program, um, some of the lending that they've done to nonprofits. I was um, very involved uh, with Liberty's Kitchen since almost the outset of that organization. I was a board chair for eight years and uh, Goldman financed the refresh project with Whole Foods. So um, it's definitely been local lenders that have, have really made a big difference in the market, but, um, you know, several national lenders have, have had a big in, influence here too. Understood. Okay. So looking at South market today, what have you created? Uh, how many units are in there? Who's in there? Tell me about the culture down there. Sure. So South market outside of the infrastructure, there's really five projects today. So the Odeon, which, which we just completed the standard, the beacon, Paramount and the park. All in, that's about 300 million in direct investment, about 700 apartments, um, about 100 of which are, uh, are condos, uh, and then uh, over, over 30 retailers, um, which run the gamut from services to, uh, to boutiques um, to a variety of, of food and beverage outlets. Um, and, and it's a mix, you know, with, with, with every, but what's consistent is with every project, what we were really looking to do is, is take a substantial leap in terms of the product that was in the market, really um, raise the bar uh, for what could be possible and leverage a lot of those resources, a lot of those relationships that, um, that I just mentioned um, to help do that so we can progressively really kind of push uh, the, 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 the product and the district upward uh, and, and stimulate that, that additional investment. So I, I, I think we've really done that, not just in, in the South Market projects, but in the projects we've done in, in that area as well. So certainly the Paramount when it was built was 
really pushing the envelope for apartment product downtown, um, doing it in a format in terms of the mixed use nature with all of the ground floor being retail that hadn't really been done yet. Um, the Beacon did that again, the standard on the condo side, and really now the Odeon um, delivering something that um, is just in, in entirely unique for what we've seen in, in New Orleans in terms of apartment product. And then in, on the, in the surrounding projects as well, ACE, uh, when we introduced that, really doing something I think very, very fresh um, on the, in the lifestyle hotel space, Maison de la Luz with the luxury hotel space, and then in our uh, contemporary art center development um, and creative workspace, our shop product, uh, really doing something something interesting there as well. Um, and the great thing about the shop product, actually yesterday we opened up our, our second location in Salt Lake City. So that that's a product that we're actually um, rolling out nationally now. So the, a, a New Orleans brand that, we'll, that we're gonna be expanding nationally and, and uh, kind of a, a local success story there. You guys are planning one more building at South Market, is that right? We are, yeah. Is that public? I don't know. Uh, well, the, the, the idea that there'll be uh, one last building at, at South Market certainly is public. What it'll be isn't, isn't public yet. So we're, we're still working through the, the planning on that. Got you, any timing? Um, hopefully soon. I, I, I think, you know, the, the current events have kind of slowed that a bit, um, but, you know, as momentum pick, picks back up again, we, sh you know, we should be able to accelerate that and announce it soon. And um, we are certainly seeing momentum pick back up. So, so that's, that's the good news. Um, you know, we, we opened Odeon in December um, and, you know, from a business perspective, I think certainly a concerning time to be delivering something, you know, when you're trying to introduce something, uh, something new like that. And we're actually, significantly um, ahead of schedule in, in leasing that building and, and really um, it's performing incredibly well, um, which I think kind of consistent with all these other projects is showing, you know, that the market is excited about new products and, and new ideas and really receives them well. And, and you know, New Orleans is, um, you know, it's, it's ready to, to continue to, um, to kind of push the envelope on these things. Okay, I've got two questions related to what you just said. One is how does the investment down there at the Four Seasons, that huge half billion dollar project, the potential riverfront development, improvements to the, uh, the aquarium, all this stuff happening downtown, how does that make you feel about prospects for downtown post-pandemic? Great. I, I mean, it's it, it, these things are all so closely tied together. Um, you know, all, all of our fortunes are, are so, so closely tied together. I mean, you know, New Orleans, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a tight knit community, you know, downtown, um, it's getting bigger, um, but it's not that big yet, you know, to where, you know, we, we really um, lean heavily on the success of, of everybody that's, that's working in this community and looking to advance this project. So, so we're very excited about them. I mean, the Four Seasons, I think is just a, a tremendous project for New Orleans, the, the visibility that that project's going to have. Um, and I think the, you know, the level of quality with, with the sponsorship there is just going to be um, exceptional. So, you know, we're, we're very excited about that one. Uh, one follow-up to a minute ago, you said that Odeon is unique. Uh, what, what is different about the Odeon compared to the other ones you've, you've built? Yeah, well, well, first of all, I think the high-rise nature of the building. So, you know, being the, the tallest building that's been built in, in the city in, in 30 years um, 
And what we really did there, you know, ha having the, the benefit of that site and being able to build a new high rise, we, we were really able to do, create a, um, a modernized product for, for downtown. So a lot of the amenities that, that are in South Market, you know, a lot of the things that people talk about today with where apartment and downtown design has gone um, to be reflective of the, you know, work from home or post pandemic in, environment. Those aren't really new trends per se. A lot of those trends were really already in place. It's just accelerated some of those a bit. And, and we had already been incorporating those into our design. Odeon is a great example of that. Um, the, the amount of outdoor space that we've been including in, in those projects, the, the standard included, Paramount included, but really with Odeon, you know, that's something people that are, are moving into a downtown environment like that are really looking for. So, um, you know, big pools, outdoor kitchens, um, dog runs, uh, areas that are conducive to community and people interacting together, but also conducive to privacy and quiet uh, to the extent that they are working from home and thoughtfully designing those, um, those common spaces. So the Odeon actually has an entire floor that's dedicated to common spaces and designing them, them in a way that, you know, the, the old apartment complex, which clubhouse, which is a basically a television with a sofa and some seats around it. Right. Uh, that, you know, that doesn't get you off your own sofa and, and, and out of your apartment. But if you're, you know, if you're really looking to work from home and looking uh, to, and, and going to be spending that much time there, having these beautifully designed spaces, you know, where, um, you know, that are, that are conducive to being productive are very important. And then a real focus on health and wellness. Um, so huge fitness centers that are, are really targeted um, for everybody, you know, what, whatever it is uh, that you do and, um, and sustainable and, and green design as well. So, you know, not that that's, you know, so much of, uh, of work from home or, um, and, and essential amenity, but I think to be, you know, people want to know that uh, that development that's happening in their city is environmentally res environmentally responsible and sustainable. Certainly, if they're spending that much time uh, in a building um, between living there and working there, um, that that's been taken into into consideration. So, you know, all of those are trends that are accelerating. Um, the Odeon is really. Um, pushing that further than any development has uh, in New Orleans to date. And it's doing so um, in, in a project that I, I think is um, really just beautifully designed, um, in, incredible apartments. And, and I, I think that the, um, the, the market is, is kind of speaking for that based on the, the success that we're seeing there. Considering everything that's gone on in the last year, what worries you still and what makes you optimistic? Well, I'm optimistic, you know, particularly as it, as it relates to New Orleans, it's just the resilience of, of this city and, and the people here. Um, you know, we've been through so much, uh, you know, this is not our first rodeo, so, so to speak, as it, you know, relates to, to challenges and, and, and crises. And I, and I think you, you know, having, having our, um, hands in, in, you know, different markets and, and different areas and kind of seeing how different places have even reacted to this and navigated through this. Um, it, uh, it's, it's encouraging um, to, you know, to see the way uh, what New Orleans can do in, in times of, of crisis. Um, 
you know, what, what concerns me is, is, you know, we have to maintain our momentum here. You know, we, we can't let our foot off the gas, so to speak. You know, we, um, we certainly had a lot of challenges and, and we were really able to get uh, things moving forward. And I want to make sure that we continue to do that. Um, and, you know, whether that's directly related to this challenge or this past year or just in general, um, we don't really have the, the luxury to, to rest on our laurels. We got to keep pushing things forward and, um, and, and making that positive momentum. That sounds great. Matt Schwartz, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.